Good evening, happy holidays, and welcome to the eighth episode of the Father's Aim podcast. Of course, I am Tanya Shell, and tonight I had the pleasure of having a conversation with Mr. Tavon Harley, who's been going through a custody battle with the court system and his son's mom since 2014. So tonight we'll talk about the battle and the frustrations that he has with the court systems. Thank you again for joining me for episode eight. I am your host, Tanya Shell. Good evening. This is the eighth episode of the Father's Ain't Podcast. Of course, I am Tanya Shell. Joining me tonight is Mr. Tavon Harley. Welcome, Tavon. Hey, what's up? What's going on? So, Tavon, you reached out to me because you had a story to tell. And before we get into the story, I just wanted to ask you really quickly, who is Tavon Harley? Um, Tavon Harley, I'm a 44-year-old father of one from Baltimore, Maryland. Um, just basically going through a whole bunch of stuff with this court st- you know, situation and my son's mom, basically, you know. So that's where I'm at. Figure I've reached out to somebody and maybe my story get out there and get heard or something, you know. Okay, so of course, because you know that is exactly why I'm here. So let's get started. Let's let's see, uh, you know. So what is your situation currently? Well, currently, um, I have uh, like I say, I got a he's he's eight years old now, my son. Um, been going through this court stuff back and forth with his mom for the like since, believe it or not uh 2014 like maybe a few months before his first birthday and and it's like you know the the more you try with these courts and try and negotiate with her and it's like it's like you just getting nowhere fast and nobody want to listen to the guy and then you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. regardless of what happens on her end she get pretty much get whatever she want you know no questions asked and it's like how is that fair you know what i mean so mm-hmm. absolutely yeah so I need to ask. So what? So what situation are you in right now? Are you fighting for custody, um, visitation? Do you want to have full custody? Yeah, I'm. I, right now, I'm fighting for full custody because for the last two years almost, she hasn't even been living in Maryland. You know what I mean? So that's where we, you know, the original court agreement is. She lives in like San Antonio, Texas, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I say, she just. You know, all of a sudden out of the blue said, oh, yeah, I'm going to be a travel nurse. I need you to keep our son for a while. And I was like, you know, cool. I don't, I don't care. I've been right. prepared for that since he opened his eyes up. Right. But uh, she showed up and then it was like, OK, they sent they extended me. They extended me. They extended me. And like it was going on for like a year, you know, and the whole time I'm like, see, I'm not paying it no mind. I'm happy. I got my boy with me mm-hmm. every day. As long as you stay away, I'm fine. <laughs> and <laughs> You know what I mean? But uh, like I say, it's and then she finally like let it out earlier this year in August that she she's been living down in San Antonio like the whole time pretty much. And I'm mm-hmm. like, so you know, when was you gonna say something? You're not coming back, or oh no, I'm not coming back. I bought a house and this, that, and the third. And I'm like, you know, how is that working with our currently, you know, our current custody visitation agreement because like you haven't been here you know what i mean so and it's like whenever you say something towards the fact of you getting a little bit of leverage or leeway oh i'm gonna take them and this that and the third or whatever so you know long story short maybe like two weeks ago she showed up at her dad's house and they like snatched them you know what i mean Mm. you know and it's like you're calling the courts and you're telling them oh no i called the police hey Mr. Harley, it's a civil matter. We can't get involved. And, you know, saying the whole time, like say, my son don't know what's going on. He don't know, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the, the legality of the whole situation and how bad it is or what, nothing like that. Cause he's just a kid, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But she's just playing this. So when she thing. came to take him from the grandparents' house, did she take him back to Texas or? Yeah, yeah she took him to Texas. Yeah, she took him to Texas. He called me on his iPad, say, yeah, dad, I'm still down in Texas. I was like, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like nobody want to do nothing about it. You know what I mean? I had a a little hearing supposed to have been Monday, 
and they canceled it like 40 minutes beforehand. Like I'm sitting there waiting. So like I said, I got to wait another week to find out what the court going to do as far as this situation. And my son still don't know what's happening. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's like, how is that fair mm-hmm. for me or anybody? You know what I mean? Right. So in talking to your son, um, so I'm just going to assume that she lets you communicate with him. Yeah. Yeah. Is she willing to communicate with you? Oh, no, no. She don't want to talk to me. I'll, like I said, for the last few years, 90, 99% of our, you know, communication has been through text message. You know, I don't, because she's one of them type of people that can't never remember what was said or, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I call it convenient amnesia is what she gets like all the time. Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't say that. I'm like, well, why don't you look at the text message? That's what you said. Mm-hmm. Because like, if you talking to her face to face, oh, she she never admit to anything that she said you know that's just how she is so was she active in your son's life before this yeah yeah she was she she was i'm gonna I'm say from what i saw yeah but i was getting conflicting stories from like her friends and her family members because like you know she told a bunch of hoopla about mm-hmm. how it went with her and i and all that stuff mm-hmm. and then it came out later that you know people was finding out stuff and they was reaching out to me. I'm not talking about like my people's. It was like her friends and stuff like that. And they would tell me a bunch of stuff like, oh, yeah, when you don't have him, he be over there. And she don't hardly never have. Him. I'm like, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm like, fighting mm-hmm. me through for nail to send him off to be with somebody else when I'm pretty much available like all the time. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it, it's just it's a sick, sick situation. And like, it's crazy. You know. So besides the court canceling your, because I do remember you telling me that they canceled your mediation 40 minutes prior. Yeah. And you also may mention that they have been dragging their feet with your situation. Can you tell me or tell the audience some of the things that you've been going through as far as the courts? Well, like I say, when I it, it initially filed, like I say, this was, it was April, 2014. My son was born July, 2013. Okay. And, um, and it was like it was like a long, just drawn out thing before I could even step in front of a judge to talk to anybody to tell my side because I didn't, I wasn't like say I, initially I wasn't like trying to take them completely. I just wanted something set in stone so that everybody's on the up and up. Like, listen, you have them this amount of days, I have mm-hmm. them that amount of days, and we picking them up here and I'm dropping them off there. That's all I wanted. Mm-hmm. No, you know, nothing nuts. I wasn't, you know, because I'm not a villain. He's, still his mom he still needs mom you know but you know after all this hoopla somehow i managed to be on child support like what (laughs) you know what i mean i file and then i land on child support that's which boggles my mind to this day you know Mm -hmm. and not only was i on child support apparently i was five thousand dollars in the rear like that's crazy he wasn't even a year old yet and i'm a i'm five thousand dollars in the rear Mm -hmm. it just Mm -hmm. didn't make like it makes no sense how the, the whole court thing is set up. It's almost like, you know, if, if you're a man going in there asking for anything about your kids, you can just hang it up because mm-hmm. they ain't trying to hear nothing you got to say. But, you know, a few times that she she decided she want to file goofy charges, boom, immediate court dates. And I'm like, mm. like within a week, she'll get a court date. And I'm like, you, you dragged me out a year, but she gets one within a week, you know, that's, it, it's crazy how, how it's set up, you know? But. Um, so now you said that you wanted to obtain full legal custody of him. Yeah. Um, so in the given situation, if that is granted to you, do you, are you shutting the mother out? Oh, no, no, no. I'm, 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 I'm no villain. You know what I mean? Cause like to give you a little bit of background, my, my mother, was a foster parent for a lot of years, you know? So I understand how important family connections is to children. You know, everybody needs to know who they are and where they come from and stuff like that and mm-hmm. who they're related to. And, and I, I would I would never do that, but I got to do this because she's completely unstable. Even before she left Baltimore, she had lived in like five different houses in the, like the last six years or something like that. Okay. And it was crazy. I was like, why you keep bouncing around like that? And at the end of the day, some type of way, it's always my fault. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Well, had you not did this, I wouldn't have had to move. I was like, 
I don't even call you. I only thing I've ever texted her about was what's going on with outside. That's it. Nothing else. I don't care about who she see, whatever. I say, just just let me know what's going on with him, and you'll never hear my mouth. But right. that's way too hard for her to do. So did any of this stem from you being in a relationship? What the my relationship I am in? I mean now anyone, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because okay. like I say, when we got the uh the court, the initial court thing about the custody and then you know, whatever, mm-hmm. it was fine, you know. Never had a like I say, she picking them up, dropping them off on time or whatever. And then mm-hmm. I remember when I start, you know, seeing the lady I'm with now. I told her, you know, I say, listen, um, you know, we, we need to talk really. She's like, well, what's going on? I say, well, look, I'm seeing somebody. It's been going on for a minute now. Mm-hmm. She's moving in with me. I want you to meet her, you know, because you right. should know who's going to be around your child. You know what I mean? Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just let me know, whatever. That never came about. Every time I'm like, well, when you can come through, you know, we can have a sit down or whatever. And mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I'm busy. Mm-hmm. Then it, I'm busy. I can't do it. And then, like I say, then it started going left. You know, like it just was all types of crazy stuff. You know, because mm-hmm. like the one time she tried to get me uh, arrested, but luckily for me, I was out of town when it happened. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. yeah, I had driven out to uh, to Phoenix, Arizona. You know, taking my lady's daughter to college. Believe it, big long road trip. And mm-hmm. when I get back, I got court papers in the mail saying I'm getting charged with domestic violence. State of Maryland versus Tamar wow. Holly. And they don't put the, the you know, the... The person, right. Man, I'm just like, what did I do? I'm trying to, I'm calling courts, I'm calling my lawyers and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. when I finally went to court and she had a whole story, like with people that I never met before as her witnesses or whatever. Only thing that saved me <laughs> was a receipt from the hotel when I checked out the day that I, you know, supposed to have done this. I was in Conway, Arkansas, you know, but it, it's, it's crazy. So has any of this situation that you're going through now and, you know, even with the the fake domestic violence charges and things like that, what what effect does this have on your your current relationship? It's 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 it's, it's rough because, you know, she didn't sign up for none of this. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's hard enough dealing with somebody with a kid, period. Mm-hmm. And now we got this outside thing that's kind of, you know, slowing and stalling out our progress because I got to be dealing with this and constantly thinking about mm-hmm. my next move. I got to plan this and make sure that this don't happen because I don't know what's going to be said about me okay. in a courtroom, you know? So right. it's, How- it's, it's how has the situation impacted you as far as uh, your everyday life? Because I know, like you just said, you got to watch what you say or you got to watch how you move or you got to watch, you know, just different little things that probably didn't mean anything to you before. Yeah. But it's like now when you do stuff, it's like, OK, yeah. it's like I'm, I'm keeping <laughs> keeping receipts from where I done bought stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's it it's it's funny. Like, I remember, you know. Denzel saying the line in training day is not what you say, it's what you can prove. And it's like, I constantly got to prove mm-hmm. what I'm doing or what I'm not doing. I'm keeping like phone records and mm-hmm. I'm always making sure I'm smiling in the camera coming in my house and stuff like <laughs> that. Just so somebody know where I am, you know, right, constantly right. because uh, some, like, something like domestic violence, they don't want to hear nothing the guy got to say. They just believe it, you know, because I don't think no judge want to be that guy to say, oh, no, she's lying. And the dude go home and kill her or something like that. Right. So they, gotta, You know, they got to go the whole nine yards with it, whether it's true or not. You know, so, you know, that it's, it's even to the point where I even told my job about all of this stuff. So I was like, listen, if I don't show up at work one day, y'all don't hear from me. It's not a no call, no show. It's probably my baby mother. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wow. Um. <laughs> I want now from episodes this one from one to this one because you said you've watched a few. The running theme has been I got tired of fighting with the court, so I just gave them whatever they wanted. Have you had those days where you just felt like I'm over it? You know, I love my son, but I can't do this anymore. Yeah, I mean, 
I think everybody probably will have those moments because it's like you're fighting an uphill battle. It's like everybody against you. You don't have no help. Nobody want to hear nothing you got to say. And, mm. you know, you get the moments where you're thinking of like doing something real stupid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just saying, <laughs> you know. Right, right. I'd rather be here than dealing with this bro. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> right. But, it, I, you know, but far as giving up, I, I, that's not going to happen. You know, it's not, it's a, it's enough little black boys out here in the streets that fathers done gave up on them and mm-hmm. just said, hell with it. I'd explain it to them when they get older or whatever. But no, right. I, I don't see that happening. No. And is that, is that the thing particularly that keeps you in the fight? That oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. You know, I didn't grow up with my father, you know, because, you know, he had his issues and he was out in California trying to work through that. So, mm-hmm. you know, this this life thing is tough for a little black boy, you know, and it's even worse nowadays because, you know, it, it, they exposed to so much so fast and mm-hmm. any gap of time, you know, the demons can grab them. You know what I mean? And I'm not going to let that happen. Not on my watch. So, mm-hmm. you know, she's going to be. You gotta get a pot of coffee because she's gonna be up for a long time dealing with me. For real. <laughs> so, um, going through your fight, so you have. I'm gonna assume that you've hired a professional lawyer. Yeah. Yep. Um, and what are some of the things, uh, if you may, or if you can discuss, like what 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 are some of the advice that the lawyer has given you as far as this? Yeah, but he's like I say, you know, like I told him about the the thing where she coming and snatching whatever, mm-hmm. you know. So she's talking about she's referring back to the old uh, exchange thing or whatever because mm. I'm believe it or not she's supposed to be bringing him tomorrow, according to her. I don't believe it, like, you know. This? Yeah, that's what I'm tripping on. Like I don't know how you're gonna do this every weekend thing and every other Wednesday from from Texas, like. That doesn't make any sense. But mm-hmm. he's telling me, be, you know, just go play by the rules or whatever. If that's what she say. You got to let her do whatever she got to do until she can't do it anymore, which is almost impossible. Nobody can do that. So, mm-hmm. but it's just being petty because I've filed this last time and all this stuff like that. So, you know, I'm expecting her to go in court and tell a whole big, you know, shark tale about what's going to go down or what mm-hmm. happened. In the mm-hmm. last two years, but like I say, luckily I got a, a ace up my sleeve. She don't really know about, you know. Okay. Okay. But. Um, and I would I would imagine because this is a lot from 2014 to now, and I imagine that you, this took some type of toll on your mental health, um, which, like I said, was a discussion. So I always have to ask, how does that affect you mentally? Oh yeah, I mean I don't sleep as well as I used to. You know, I'm down to about maybe two, three hours a night, you know, and then like I say, you got to work with this on your brain and stuff. I got a pretty dangerous job, <laughs> you know, so, mm-hmm. you know, but it's like, you know, like I say, nobody cares about that aspect of, of this thing, you know, especially these people in these courts, you know, right. it's always about, oh, what this woman going through and, and whatnot, but. You know, then and then, like I say, being a man, you like you, you're going through this stuff alone because everybody expect you to be tough and hey, man, suck it up, you be all right, player. You don't want to hear that, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, right, because right. it's, I mean, it's rough. It's my child, you know. Like it's not, it's not a fight I can afford to just throw in a tile or give up or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like I, I don't have a choice. So, you know, but mm-hmm. it's crazy. You said that your son was eight, correct? Yes. And he he doesn't understand wholeheartedly what's going on. Yeah. So what? So when you talk to him, and he's in Texas, but he really doesn't know what's going on. And then let's just hypothetically say she does bring him back on Thursday. Mm-hmm. So what what does the conversation look like if he acts like you know? Well, why can't I just stay here? Or you know, I like he he he's a really smart kid, and I try not to. And like I say, she and I don't never speak on the phone. So he doesn't hear the interactions or anything okay. like that between her, you know, her and I. But okay. she, you know, and I do my best to like keep him out of it. I don't know what she says to him, but I never mention anything about his mom to him. Okay. You know, like I hate her fucking guts or whatever. <laughs> like, I don't never say that. I'm 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 real careful about 
like if I am talking to somebody like, you know, you know, friends, family, my significant other, whatever about him, mm-hmm. I, I'm real careful about how loud I am because, you know, I just mm-hmm. sometimes I just be wanting to vent, but I don't want him to hear that I'm mad right. with his right. mom. Because right. he like said, so the kids don't understand that type of stuff. So, right. Do you feel like um when so in these instances, usually I know that I went through this when I was younger and I, w- I was bought into a courtroom and it was asked, you know, who do you want to live with? And ultimately I chose my father. Do you feel like that uh, the kids should make that decision? No, because like I say, with, with any type of decision like that, you got to know all the, 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 the details or, or what you're asking for. You know what I'm saying? Cause it's an old saying, like you gotta be careful what you wish for because you, you just might get it. Right. Well, kids don't understand like stability and, you know, and, and stuff like that as far as like parents go, you know, just mm-hmm. because, you know, this one might be the fun parent. That don't mean you're supposed to be there with them. You right. know, discipline is a big part. Um, child rearing, upbringing, the environment that he got them in, the people you expose them to, all that stuff right. is, it should be factored in. And a, a child just can't make that decision. You know, so, mm-hmm. you know, I'm pretty sure if I bought him, you know, Playstations and dirt bikes and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, I want to stay with daddy. But right. that's not what <laughs> that's not what you do. You know, for children, you got to be the, the the best option for them to, to grow up, you know, healthy. You know what I'm saying? Right. So <sighs> your story is just like, oh, it's a lot. It's, it's really a lot. Um, So given the opportunity um. You know, like I said, when you finally have your, because your ultimate goal is full custody. Yeah, right now. So yeah. I'm asking, so when, when this happens, and let's just say you are granted that, prayfully you are, and I hope you are. Mm-hmm. Um, Now, of course, talking to you, I know that you're not going to be the pers- the tip for tap person, like, oh, you did it to me, but, you know, so I'm going to do it to you. So I'm, I guess I'm asking you, like, when she wants to see him and keep him and things like that, how how would your attitude be then? Would it be like, mm, I don't know. This is, this is, it would be the, the same as it, it is right now. Like okay. now, like I said, she's been gone close to two years. So the, the times that she came in town, you know, I was like, yeah, come see him. You know what I mean? Like, I know he, he missed you. That's still, you still his mom. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like, I'm, I'm, I'm not, like I say, I'm not the villain. I'm like, Hell no, come get him. Like, as a matter of fact, the only reason she was able to grab him the way she was grabbing him because he was at her dad's house. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I don't, I never deny anybody that reached out to me the right to see him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I told her, give everybody my phone number. Why you gone? Anybody want to see him? Let me know. Mm-hmm. I took him, you know, to his cousins. He spent time with his cousins, his, his people was on her side and all that stuff. You know, I could have been a dick, like, nah, man, hell with them people. You gone, whatever. I never did that because, like I said, kids need to know who they are and where they come from and who they related to, you know? So, even if, like I say, if I get full custody, I wouldn't change my attitude about it. I just know that if I had it, the games would stop. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, right. That's all I want to do is the games to stop. You know, like I say, even if, like I say, if we got, if I got full custody and she would just sit down like a grown person should and just be like, listen, Tay, I want to spend a lot more time with him. Let me know what you want to do. That would be it. And just let me know when you're going to bring him back. <laughs> right. No no big deal. You know what I mean? Do you have any support from the people on her side? Yeah. Yeah, her dad. Her dad, he, like I say, he's been awesome through this because, like, you know, with this pandemic thing, he's been doing the distance learning. And her father is a retired educator. So that's kind of, like, right up his alley, you know. And he was like, yeah, you know – if, if you need me to, you know, do the thing during the day or whatever, because sometimes, like I say, I work, I work a swing shift. So sometimes I'm home, got to be getting sleep for the night shift or or I'm at work during the day or whatever. So but I take him up to a dad house. He get to spend time with him and he he's loving it because mm-hmm. he's spending time with his grandson, you know, like I say. And then, you know, a lot of days his little cousins are there and he's spending the night there and he's kicking it with them. And I'm I was fine with everything. I never deny any request from anybody on her side of the family not mm-hmm. one time so do you feel like sometimes because you seem like you seem like you're pretty 
you know, like you said, on an even playing field with everything, you know, you don't have no animosity or resentment. Do you feel like sometimes that you being that way causes this situation? And when I say that, I mean, it's like, oh, well, he's not going to do anything or, you know. So do, do you feel like she kind of maybe like taking kindness for weakness type of thing? Yeah, I mean, that that's a, that's a, a possibility, but I'm not doing it for that. Like I said, I do that so to minimize the chaos in my son's life. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes, like, you know, you just got to, like, right. all right, whatever, you know, just okay. for his sake. Because I could be sitting there arguing with you all day, and it's not helping him none. So it's like, why would you – I don't even want to give her that type of energy to be, you know, so, you know, I – I think that's what parents don't realize is that whatever you're doing, you're trying to spite the other parent, but ultimately yeah. at the end of it, the, it affects the child. Yeah. You know, and that's crazy to, to, to do that because like I say, you know, like, like, like I grew, I grew up without my dad, you know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. like I say, my father, he was on drugs for a long time and, but it was a lot of stuff that happened before that that I didn't know about mm -hmm. that him and my mom was going through and all that stuff. And then mm -hmm. when I was old enough to understand it, I kind of resented my mom. Like, you know, he was foul. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. but, you, know, you know, work my way through that, you know, like just trying to see both sides of the, you know, of the story, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then like, you know, my father left when I was like in the second grade, you know, and then I didn't see him again until like maybe right before I graduated high school, like I didn't physically see him, you know, because okay. for a long time, I thought he was dead, to be honest. And he called out the blue one day and just like, hey, I'm your father. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. Click, hung the phone up. Because <laughs> I didn't know it was him, you know what I mean? And he told right, me some right. stuff that only he would know. And then like I say, and it, and it was so much going on that like I say that I didn't know and I resented him and I resented my mom. And then right when he and I connected, he had a heart attack and died. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't want my child to, to go through that resentment with either one of us. So I try to always be the guy with the, you know, the good guy, you know what I'm saying? Through the mm -hmm. whole thing. Mm -hmm. So whatever she does, she got to explain that, you know what I'm saying? Because like I say, she, she probably got her version of the story of how it's going and whatnot. Mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. But like I say, ultimately, like I say, if I get custody, I'm not going to be a villain, you know, be an asshole and say, no, L with you, blah blah blah, and I'm not, I'm not doing all that. That's just crazy. So going through the courts, um, what's what's been the most stressful part? And I'm asking the questions about the courts because, again, like I said, the purpose of this podcast was for people to know that this is the stuff that y'all go through, and it's unfortunate and it's unfair, especially for guys who want to be fathers. It, it, I'm gonna tell you about these courts. They do not care about fathers. They don't. Like, I mean. Just straight up and down. If any woman going there tonight <laughs> issue with her fa baby's father, she can get stuff done like immediately. Yeah. With with dads, you got to come in there like Sherlock Holmes with a bunch of evidence <laughs> and witnesses and videotape and DNA. Like it's crazy what you got to go through just to be heard. Like right. You know what I mean? It it takes forever for anybody to say well, all right. You can stand up here and tell me your side. And they still just like looking at you sideways, like, yeah, for real. So she did that, huh? You know what I mean? It's like what? And 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 that's interesting. And thank you for phrasing it that way. Because what I want to know is, is that why do you feel like, in your opinion, why does the courts and all these systems make it so it's like, let me see, how can I word this? Um, why is being a good father so unbelievable? I guess that's what I'm asking because the courts make it seem like there aren't any good fathers or you just here to waste yeah. our time. Yeah. That, that's, that's the attitude they have. But you know, and like I say, and, I, and it, at risk of getting political, I think this is all part of a big system to lock up kids. I mean, especially black ones, you know what I'm saying? So, right, right. you know, cause statistically speaking, the less a father is in a boy's life, the more likely he is to be standing in front of a judge one day. You know what I'm saying? And right. it's like, y'all know this stuff. You got all these, you know, scientists telling you stuff. You got all these surveys. You got all these studies confirming mm -hmm. everything that 
that I'm saying right now mm-hmm. in some type of way, you do everything you can to keep a father away from his child. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. how how is that fair? And like I say, on a society level, like, right, you, right. you don't understand that. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, because like you said, you, you do anything to keep the father out of the child's life. But like you said, when the father's not in the life, then you use that as, a, as an excuse to throw him in the system or say, you know, he's acting up in class because there's no father and this, that, and the third. But yeah. when the father comes and he wants to be a father, it's like, oh, they yeah. exist. So yeah. and especially <laughs> black fathers. So yeah, exactly. You know, and it's like you like see, you know, you I, you watch stuff like you know, court TV and you know, stuff on YouTube and they send in little black boys to jail for the rest of their life, and right. that's one of the 99 out of 100, that's what his lawyer is saying. Oh, yeah, well, he grew up without a father. He came from a troubled home and this, that, and the third. And, and mm-hmm. I probably, and it's probably somewhere a dad, like, well, if I'd have had him, he probably wouldn't have turned out that way. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Like, this court said that I wasn't fit to be, you know, I was only good for two days out the month. Like, right. you know, that's a full-time job being a dad, man, and keeping these monsters off the street, off your kids, you know? Mm-hmm. And nobody see it like that, you know. Do you feel like, and I probably will get looked at sideways by the females, but oh well. I how do you feel about okay, so if you don't pay your child support, you you risk using your losing your license, um, being arrested, or not being able to obtain a passport, which is the craziest thing to be because I don't understand what what paying child support has to do with a vacation but okay what do you think would be a fair penalty for a mother who violates a visitation order so if there's an order in place and the son or the daughter is supposed to see the dad every other weekend but this particular weekend the mother decides no and you know let's just say it goes on for about a month what do you think if any, should be a fair consequence for that. Charging with kidnapping. <laughs> Charging with kidnapping. Because that's exactly what it is. You know what I mean? It's not mm-hmm. a white van pull up and snatch you <laughs> or something like that type of kidnapping. But mm-hmm. if you're taking somebody somewhere pretty much against their will, that's mm-hmm. exactly what that is in so many words. You know, mm-hmm. these children want to be with their parents. You know, and if you, if you, if you denying a child the right to see their parent, that is kidnapping, you know, in so many terms. Mm-hmm. Everybody that ever been kidnapped in history want to be with their parents. <laughs> so oh, right, right. You know, that's exactly what it is in a nutshell. But they don't see it like that because, like I say, it's 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 too much profit in this whole system, you know, locking guys up and taxing the checks and all this stuff like that. And they don't that's only the only thing they care about. You know, because it be, it's crazy because most of the child support really don't even go to the mother. It go into the system or whatever. That's why mm-hmm. they love it so much. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like I say, they're just locking out black babies up, you know, misguided youth out in the street. Mm-hmm. You from Baltimore, just like I am. You done seen it a thousand on a thousand corners in this city. Yeah. You know, like, hey, you see a little kid out two, three o'clock in the morning. He ain't even 12 years old. Like, where's daddy at? Right. You know, so. But that they love that though, because it's profit in locking little kids up. And I had it. I had maybe about two episodes ago. I had uh, Eric Dawson on. I don't know if you know him or not. Yeah. Uh, and he talked about putting a cap on child support. So he was saying basically, if it was if it was like a limit, then it would stop all of this nonsense with the women getting mad and just coming down because they felt like it. Do you agree with that? I don't. I think it's um, a, a, a cap might be a little too extreme, but what I what I what I agree to though mm-hmm. is that like you know how like when women get these EBT cards, you can only spend mm-hmm. spend it on certain things at certain places or whatever like that. For school go, the the child support thing should be set up the same way. If you're not buying children clothes and shoes and stuff like that for your child. You shouldn't be able to spend that money no way. You know what I mean? Which leads me to this question. Um, because and I ha- I want to give people's different opinions on certain things. 
Um, so with you saying that with it should only be allowed to be spent on children's things now, when when paying child support now, the mother keeps the child fed, um, a roof over the child's head and clothes. Besides the clothes, do you feel like it's fair for a mother to use child support on household items as far as electricity, food, because the child lives here, he eats here. So that's, that's true. But you're an adult. Where are you going to live at for free? That's how I feel about it. Mm -hmm. If you didn't have a child, you had to pay those bills anyway. Good point. <laughs> so, you know, so I can, I don't see how people can justify, oh yeah, well, I, my child live with me and I, I got bills. I, oh, no, they your bills. They're not his bills. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. He's, he's a visitor. <laughs> so if you were, if you were childless, you would have those bills anyway as a functioning adult in society. If mm -hmm. not, if you're not a functioning adult, then you shouldn't even have ch ch custody of a child anyway. So that's how I look at it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm -hmm. all things being equal, if you can't afford to live on your own, what are you doing with a kid? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So why why do you feel like it, the system, because, and again, people might look at me sideways, but it's a conversation that needs to be had, but it's never had because truth be told, there aren't good mothers out here. Um. And usually in these situations, and I'm not saying all of the situations, some of the mothers aren't good mothers, but the men still protect them because you never want to speak against a mother. However, a mother will go out and badmouth a good dad. Yeah. So I just want to know, what? why do you feel like regardless of the situation, it's always favored towards the mother, even if she isn't a good mother, so to speak? Why? Because and and I'm as this is what I'm saying because I had a cousin who used to do uh, the kids like when the mothers got locked up. She was a foster parent. Yeah. So I she explained to me a situation where she had a kid. The mother was in jail for I think it was a drug uh, charge or something like that. Well, she did a week in jail. She went to court and everything. I think she got maybe like probation or something like that. But they gave, the, instead of letting my cousin keep the child, they gave the child back to the mother. Yeah. Um, why, why, wh what do you think that's about? That, the, the, you know, that's a mystery of the universe that I'll probably never figure out. Because mm -hmm. like I said, you know, earlier, my mom did foster care. And a lot of times, you know, the kids that would come to our house would be like emergency placement. Like they show up in the middle of the night with a social worker and the cops, like look, this little kid gonna stay here until mm -hmm. we figure out what's going on with his mom and all that stuff. And it'd be situations that'd be obvious, like, yo, this lady's a prostitute, this lady's a drug addict. She mm -hmm. threw this kid down the step, and then y'all gonna give her right, give the kid right back. You know what I mean? Like, and then like I said, we we be sitting in there in court or whatever, and it's obvious what be going on half the time. And this, like I say, the courts, they they eating off of it. The social workers, these courts, judges, all that, everybody eating off of it. So th there's no cure. There's no there's no profit in a cure. You know, if you fix a problem, there is no problem. You know what I'm saying? So that's why they got to continue this, this narrative and status quo about how things are because there's too many people profiting off of it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's one of the easiest things, like I say, to get a degree in is like social work. And social work is all over the place. So it's like, you know, the more messed up kids out here, the more people got jobs. You know what I mean? Right, right. And, and I've seen that firsthand. You know what I'm saying? Like, say, shout out to my mother for being a foster parent for 37 years. But it was, it's, it's nuts how messed up this system is when it comes to children. Mm -hmm. And I know it's because of profit. You know? And then, like I say, if, if it's not the social workers, you got some doctor trying to put them on antidepressant medication and dope them up. And yeah. We love destroying children because it's a it's just a meat grinder, man. Right. You get more money sending the kid to jail than they do sending them to college. So if if you create a problem, you can fix it and then profit right. off of it. So why did so back to what I was saying about mothers who aren't really necessarily good mothers? Why why do you in your opinion, why is that not a conversation? But we're always sitting around the table to talk about the not so good dad. Yeah, because like I said, anytime you mention that, it's like, oh, it's 
you bringing up misogyny, you're a woman hater, you got little dick energy and all this other <laughs> stuff. You, you, you heard it a thousand times. You know what I'm saying? You can't never you can't never call a woman out on her bullshit. Mm-hmm. Because like I say, you got the the beehive and the peanut gallery, everybody on the woman's <laughs> side, you know what I'm saying? Just saying, oh yeah, no, the sisters need to be doing. Come on, man, for real. Mm-hmm. Surely. You know, your son can't read, but he know how to play PlayStation and all this stuff. Like, you right. ain't no big mother. You know what I mean? Come on. We we seen that type of stuff. They right. gonna blame everybody but the mother. <laughs> That's, I don't understand that part. Right. Because all and and not really blaming the mother in a bad way, because like I said, ultimately I'm not trying to trash single mothers or single mothers or whatever, because I'm a mother myself. However, there I feel like this situation is not good for a mother to be, you know, to keep a child away from his father, especially yeah. a father who wants to be a father. Yeah. That's where I take issue. Yeah, and it's crazy because like I say. And, and and the irony of the whole thing is, had I been a deadbeat dad or not giving a shit about my son, mm-hmm. he'd be chasing me down in the street. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. when you gonna come get your son? That's how that's how it is, though. It's like whatever you do, they on the opposite page. You know what I'm saying? I got like cats I grew up with, homeboys and all that stuff. Got kids all over the place, and they they mother stay looking for them in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> and most of them not even on child support, which is the crazy part. Like, mm-hmm. this dude is a straight bum, mm-hmm. and the baby mother love him to death. And I was like, but the good guy, good guy, take it on the chin every time. Every and time. what? Why? Because I guess because me personally, I would want a father in my child's life, especially a son. Yeah. Well, why do you feel like um, that the good guy always finishes last, as far as well, just anything in life, period, because I've heard that um, in relationships and then we have this whole thing. And it's basically the same thing. You want to be a father, but we she's not allowing you. you. Either she's not or the courts isn't. And then, like I said, as far as the relationship, like you said, the good guy finishes last. So it's like, oh, well, he's the good guy. I don't want to be with him. I want to chase this guy. Yeah, this is why my guy some scams, some schemes, <laughs> man, they all, all y'all stick together, you know, present company excluded, but they, like I say, put it like this, I'm going to tell you how crazy it is. Mm-hmm. A year ago, right? Like mm-hmm. I said, now, maybe I've been gone a year. I just went by the, the child support office up there in, in Timonia. So I say, well, you know, I talked to the lady and all that, pulled up my file and all this stuff like that. I say, so what you how do y'all handle a situation where the parent getting child support then left the, ch- the child in the custody of the other parent? She looked at me, was like, shrug the shoulders. Well, I don't know what you do about that. I say, so you mean to tell me you've never had that come across your desk or whatever? I mean, yeah, but ain't nothing I, I'm going to do about it. I say, you, is it nothing you're going to do or nothing you can do about it? She said, oh, ain't nothing I'm going to do about it. And just stared at me till I got up from the table. Just the all she did. And I was like, Are you serious? I say, so I've had my son in my physical custody a whole year. Well, you had to work that out with the courts and then come back up here. It's like, miss, like mm-hmm. at least listen to what I'm saying. Ain't got no rap for you. You know what I mean? When the time comes and you are rewarded full custody of your son, would you put his mother on child support? No, I don't want nothing from him. Long as she stay away, I don't want nothing from her. <laughs> if she stay away, she man, I never say nothing. I I swear I wouldn't, because mm-hmm. I don't need nothing from her. You know what I'm saying? I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a. I planned on being a single father from the first time when she said she was pregnant. You know what I'm saying? I I worked it out in my head like yeah, eventually I'm probably had to do this by myself. Because mm-hmm. I, I I tell her I say I handle stuff like you died. You know what I'm saying? What would I be doing if you were dead? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I th- and that's how I handle my stuff. Son got a room. I, I work everything out on my own anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't depend on nobody to do right by my child. You know what I'm saying? I don't need your help. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. But you got all these bad bitches out here that's 
chasing niggas down for a couple dollars or whatever. But really, <laughs> I handle I handle my son like she did. So I don't want nothing. So you can keep it. So how important is this situation for your son to know? And, and when I say that, I'm asking. So when he gets a little older, because he's only eight right now. And let's just say in passing, he's heard things and he hasn't been able to put it together. And he asks you, is this a conversation that needs to be had? Yeah, it's definitely a conversation. Um, like I say, because he he he's smart. He's a lot smarter than what he pretended to be or whatever. Because mm -hmm. he, he asked me not too long ago, uh, are you and my mom friends? And I was like. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we cool, but yeah, probably ask her. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Because, <laughs> like I say, he don't never see me talking to her. And 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 I'll tell you what's even more messed up. She was here in in July, like for his birthday, right? Mm -hmm. So this is what I said to her. I say, look, why don't you and I hang out with him one day? She's like, well, what you mean by that? I say, you know, I, it'll probably be good if he see us in the same space getting along. You know what I'm saying? Because he he knows something up, but he don't know exactly what it is. You know what I'm saying? If we could throw him off, just, you know, whatever. You know, I say, look, you you pick the place, the venue, whatever. I pay for everything. As long as he see me and you just getting along, even if it's for a couple hours or whatever. Mm -hmm. That way he stop asking these questions about are we friends or not? Because he know, like I say, he's not dumb. He knows, he knows something is going on with mom and dad while they not cool like they should be. Mm -hmm. You know, so we went up to uh, Dave and Buster's and all that. And I think I spent maybe like three, 300 in them tokens, just letting them go hot wild up there, you know. And mm -hmm. when it was over with, she just looked at me like, yeah, all right. You know what I'm saying? Like, wow. no effort on her part. I say, you know what? Forget it. You know, I commend you for that because it's a it's a lot of people that wouldn't even wouldn't even be able to do that because because of the situation just yeah. from whatever you went through at the beginning all the way up until now because it's fun to to listen to it is frustrating yeah. so you really have to be commended for even being willing to be in the same space with her yeah. knowing all the things that you've been through yeah, i mean like i said it, it to, to me it's like um it ain't personal to me. It's, it's she's a minor annoyance. She's the one's taking it personal. That's that's why it's so hilarious to me. Like you mm -hmm. hate me that much that you're willing to go through all this when I'm here trying to help you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But right, right. Hey, it, it is what it is. So I'm like, I don't, I don't take that personal or whatever. You know, I'm been out in these streets. I done dealt with way more dangerous people than she right. is. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not like a big deal. It's more funny than me. Than anything so but you know i just do what i'm supposed to do and i'm gonna keep going up this court until she just give up or they give me what i want so it is what it is so if you could if you if somebody hopefully because ultimately like i said my goal is for this to get out for people to see what is going on in this system i you know regardless of if it's big business or not it it could be whatever it wants to be but one thing it's not it's fair no, and my goal is to make it fair or at least somebody see it and say, you know what? Oh, we got to We got to make this fair. If you could change one thing about, you know, the system and how it's set up as far as fighting for these type of situations, what would it be? Immediately, joint custody should be granted from the day of birth immediately. Okay. And it should be one of them type of things where like. You almost have to default on your own to get, like, just say, for instance, like, if, if you and I had a, a kid together, you get them one week, I get them the next week, you get them the following week, I get them the week after that, you know. Mm -hmm. And if I decided, I well, I ain't showing up, and if I do that enough times, and you can document it, then you get to go to court and do whatever you got to do. But just to be able to just off the top and say, well, look, I want child support from this dude. And the court don't know even one of us. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, right. how can a judge make a decision about something when two different people that he's never met before telling two conflicting stories and he and he got to decide the fate of a child that he don't even know? So how, you know, that doesn't, that makes zero sense whatsoever. Like, you know, it should at least be a paper trail or some evidence or anything. A woman could just go in there with a fantastic story and get, mm -hmm. get the ball rolling. 
Mm-hmm. And the dudes are standing there like, well, damn, what happened? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. My son wasn't even a year old when I was 5,000 in the hole with child support. Like, yeah. really? And I, <laughs> wow, that's, I feel like a dickhead filing for joint custody. That's all I wanted. Joint legal, joint physical. That's all I wanted. What, it's crazy. And so, okay, so when you when you file for the joint, then they automatically put you on child support? Or she yes. asked for it? Okay. Yes, they automatically put me on child I was, I'm sitting there with the lawyer like, well, what the hell did I get you for? You know what I'm saying? That wasn't how it was supposed to happen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they, it's it's just crazy how they just sat up there and just, it's like they got a cookie cutter answer for everybody to come in there. Oh, the mother get the baby, guy go on child support. Next case, the mother get the baby, the guy go on child support. They don't want to hear nothing nobody got to say. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It is it's it's messed up how they do it. And them people they need to be locked up for what they're doing to the average falls out here every day. Mm-hmm. You know, they need to be in prison for the rest at least 18 years because that's how long I got to suffer with my son. 18 years. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. That's crazy. Um, so so how do you feel about that? So do you feel like in an instance where the father was the, the main parent and he asked for child support, do you think it would be that? As easy for the father? Oh, no. They're going to make you jump through a whole bunch of hoops. You know, they're going to give her all these chances. They're going to send a, send you and her to counseling. and all. That's what they've been doing. It's like a a, a slow, slow you down type of thing because, like I say, initially, you know, they making us go to – they made me go to child parenting classes for my own kid, you know, and then there's mediation meetings after meeting. It's never sitting in front of a judge. It's a bunch of – BS that don't have nothing to do with the court case. You know, I'm sitting up there like three Wednesdays in a row with some like conflict resolution class. Like, why do I got to do that? You know what I mean? Like, right, right. And I'm not the one doing anything. I'm just trying to get stuff right for my son. But I got to go. And then she never went. That's the crazy part. They made me go and make her go. You know, when they when we came with the court and they asked her about it, she's like, oh, I forgot about it. I'm up there three weeks in a row. You can forget and the judge don't say nothing. And I'm like, who's the real parent here? You know what I mean? Right, right. And on top of that, I had to pay for it. Oh, wow. Yeah, I had to pay for them child, them, yeah, them, them wow. that conflict resolution class. I had to pay for that. I had to pay for the mediation. I had to pay for all them parenting class, co-parenting classes and all. I had to pay for all that. Wow. this is a lot wow so you have a lawyer yeah and you've been having one since you've been fighting yeah and there are some of us out there or some fathers out there that can't afford a lawyer or they seek lawyers that do pro bono work um and in my first episode i did tell the judge that i've heard that when the the lawyer is pro bono is they don't really take it as serious as they would if they were getting paid the thousands of dollars. Oh yeah. 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 Absolutely. Right. Yeah. yeah. So for a father that may be going through your struggle, but does, but don't have the money for the representation. Um, and, and they do have one of these court appointed lawyers or pro bono lawyers and they use them what should they do to cover themselves in the event that they don't get someone that's passionate about the situation? Um, that's a, that's a really good question. You know what I'm saying? Because me, like, you know, with my situation, the only thing that terrified me was not having somebody standing there representing me on the legal part of it, you mm-hmm. know, and my heart go out to anybody that can't afford an attorney or like I say, got to go through them type of means because, like I say, it's this system is rigged. Even when you got money to pay for a lawyer, it's rigged. And and for a dude that's like say barely making ends meet and just trying to be a good dad, that's mm-hmm. that's like to me it's heartbreaking because like I say, I see it all the time. I never thought I'd have been in this situation. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't even know what to tell a guy, you know, to to what to do in that type of situation, you know, because I'm paying through the nose and I'm the wheel is barely squeaking. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's barely moving. I'm like, 
this is crazy. It's, 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 it's crazy and it's unfair. And, you know, it, I don't, it's, it's just horrific. And the only people that suffer at the end of the day is, is the kids. That's the only people that suffer. And they don't care nothing about that. Right. You know? Right. Ultimately, nobody cares except yeah. for the, the parent that is fighting. Yeah. Um, the, the court doesn't care. The mother doesn't care because if, if she did, this wouldn't even be a situation. Nope. Um, so before we close out, I, I really do thank you for reaching out and I appreciate this interview because I want people to know that this is real. Yeah, like, this, is real. this is real. Guys aren't just saying this stuff because they don't want to pay. No, you know, because I've like I said from doing episodes one through seven, it's always been well, just give her what she wants. I just want my child. Yeah, and, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, you got to be right. going through that, you know. And that's not and that's not fair, especially for a father who wants to be there. Yeah. Now all those other fathers, I can't speak for them, but no. for the ones who want to be there, this is not fair. And I wanted people to know that this is a real thing. Like this is people really go through this kind of stuff. Yeah. So um, if you could offer one piece of advice to any father or just any man, period, um, that's either going through this or, you know, or he might be about to go through this or anything or even how to avoid it. Yeah. What piece um, of advice would you offer? If, like I say, if, <laughs> I mean, hindsight being 2020, if I wanted a kid, I'd have probably would adopted one. So I ain't had to be bothered <laughs> with nobody's drama, you know, and if you were a chick and y'all thinking about having a kid, homeboy, she do not love you like she say. And, First chance she get, she gonna switch up on you. I'm just telling my little brother that today. Like, don't fall for it. You know, protect yourself at all times. Present like it's a heavyweight fight. Protect yourself at all times. Get that lawyer while y'all still in love. You know what I'm saying? Get that lawyer mm -hmm. while you're in love. Keep him on retainer. Pay him because, you know what I mean? I'm telling you, it's it's real. It is real. Because they know they can't hurt you with nothing else but your baby. That's it. You know, you don't want to be, be with them. You done moved on, whatever. That's the only way they can hurt you. You know what I mean? But protect yourself at all times. Don't get a lawyer when something happened. Get a lawyer before something happened. Because it's going to happen. Trust me. So. And you seem, and, and and like I said, a lot of the, a lot of your actions are commendable. Mm -hmm. So for the person that is not as easily, uh, you know, how can I say this? Do, you seem like you keep your cool yeah. in these situations. And for some of us, that's hard to do. Yeah. How, how do you manage to do that? Um, like, I, like I said, I manage that. Like, you know, it, like I said, it, it's a, a skill that took years to develop. You know, even before I had children, I had a really bad temper. But like I say, I, you know, I just I'm at that point where you got to figure out what you about to lose making an emotional decision. You know what I'm saying? Like you just, sometimes like, you know, you just got to take a step back for a second and figure out that like, if I pluck her, I'm definitely going <laughs> to lose my kid. You know what I'm saying? Or if I go shoot right. the house up, I'm never going to see my kid again. So you like I say, it's. It's all, all this stuff is done to, to elicit a, an emotional response because at the end of the day, most of them, that's all they have, you know, that emotional response. Oh, I'm going to take the kid away from you. Or you ain't going to never see him again and all this stuff. Or you got some mm -hmm. weirdo around my son now and all this stuff. And I ain't got nothing to say about it. It's, it's all, all games. You know what I'm saying? To elicit right. an emotional response. And I figured out that it hurts people a lot more when you don't respond. You know what I'm saying? In the way that they want you to engage them. You know what I'm saying? Like if mm -hmm. you if you sitting there, ah, da, 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 I'm just like, okay, whatever. You know what I mean? There's no right. back and forth. That, that messes with them mentally. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to tell you this. Right. This is something that black people don't talk, talk enough about. And I did it myself. Go talk to a therapist. Everybody needs a therapist. I was talking to a therapist for a long time, and that, that helped me a lot, too. You know, and black people, we need to get that therapy thing cracking off, man, for real. Because, like I said, it's, we out here going through some stuff, especially the black fathers and all that. And 
your homeboys ain't gonna understand. The, the people at the bar ain't gonna understand. Your coworkers ain't gonna understand. You need professional talking to you about this stuff because it's real and it's, it, it will mess with your health and everything. And you can't do nothing if you if your mind ain't right, you know. Right, and yeah. I, and I definitely appreciate that because, like I said. In previous discussions, it's always talked about the black man. He just holds everything in and then he goes out and he lashes out and then he's in jail and then he's another yeah. number. So yeah. we don't want any more numbers. We want kids. For your babies, man, stay on the streets. Keep your mind right. That's the only thing that's going to help them. All that other stuff, you know, it don't do nothing but let them win. Don't let them win, you know. Exactly. Stay in the well, thank you so much, Tavon. I do appreciate you coming on and telling your story. Hopefully somebody sees this, reaches yeah. out to you, and if you wanted to do that, how could they do that? Uh, you can uh, email me at tharley09 at gmail.com. That's T-H-A-R-L-E-E 09 at gmail.com. If you got any suggestions or somebody you can hook me up, Shoot me an email. I appreciate it. Hit me up All on right. Facebook. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm on Facebook. <laughs> Look me up. I need help, y'all. Help your boy out. So, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, Tavon, for sharing your story. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. No problem. All right. This is the end of episode eight, and this is Father's Aint. I'm signing off, y'all. Time to show. Good night. <laughs>